Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobuye, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Hello, good evening everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good everything. Yes, we are here again at the World Cafe Live Show. Uh, it's always fun coming here to share moments with you and, uh, you know, discuss those topical issues and get into it and all that. Today, I have one, one, one wonderful uh, guest to, I mean, share some exciting Moment on what you want to know human resources, yes, human resources and the disruption. Perry Teams is his name. I mean, Perry was the person that did my the forward to my book, my HRO notebook. An exciting personality, he's here, he's around. Don't worry, I'll bring him, I'll bring him in shortly. And please go ahead, join in, join in on, on the conversation as we, you know go around and talking and all that. I know you will be blessed. E- give me a minute there now. Yay! I have Perry Teams with me here today. Hey, <laughs> Hi, Perry. Thank you. What? Hi, yes. how are you doing, Hi. my friend? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. I've had one of those days where I've been uh, through a screen uh, doing the work that I do, but uh, you can still make some really strong connections. And I've just come from a learning session where the team and I have been looking at the power of thinking more and talking less. So really revealing day today. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Before I brought you on board, I was telling them, you know, sharing with them who Perry Teams is, you know, like, uh, one thing I take away from Perry Teens is reaching out to him when I was writing my second book, my HRO notebook, and uh, got talking with Perry, chatting more or less, and he was like, hmm, go ahead, send it across, let me look at it. And Perry did a fantastic job, you know, and he did a forward to my HRO notebook, which I am forever grateful, you know, uh, yes. So who is Perry Teens in your own words now? Let's get to meet Perry Teens. Well, firstly, a genuine pleasure to do the full to your book. I admired all the passion you put into talking about what HR is and what HR could be. Um, And so I've been in the HR profession now for 18 years. Um, Mm. I worked in the government in the civil service for 21 years. And I worked on um, technology projects, actually, computers uh, in their early days in the 1990s. Um, I wasn't a programmer, but I helped Uh the programmers design the system to to help businesses. Uh, But I really loved the learning of using a new system and efficiencies and changing the way people worked. So I got into change. Uh, and that, I guess, is is what I'm part of. Change, organisation design, uh, particularly helping people experience a really fulfilling working 
life. Um, I've had a terrific time so far in my working life and I just feel it's everybody's right to have work that's fulfilling and purposeful and brings them to life. Wonderful. 21 years. That is yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty long, pretty long, pretty yeah, long. Yeah, for sure. Now, now, 2020 brought about so many disruptions, you know, massive scale across the globe. So many industries, uh, if not all, experienced this massive disruption. Now, yeah. I-, I wanted to share with us, how yeah. has HR evolved in all of this? Yeah, I mean, that is really the question, isn't it? Because if we go back exactly one year, then we were starting to feel the impacts of lockdown, of severe illness and death, and um, a very unsafe world because of the pandemic. But what HR specifically did during that time was I think it stood up and it meant something to be in HR that was very different from the year before because we really had to look after people. We had to keep businesses going. We had to interpret law. We had to introduce new financial measures. I can only say that um, the experiences I had with some of my professional colleagues was pretty heroic. Uh, long hours, complicated situations, demands, and having to create things really in short timeframes, very quick. Um, I think we stepped up. So I think the evolution of us was accelerated last year in businesses understanding the importance of having good human resource professionals to help you navigate human crises, business continuity, safety, and um, uh, I guess long-term uh, survival. Yeah, that's how I would frame last year massive, and yeah, the massive, implications. Yeah, Massive evolution, I must say there. Now, you, you know, traditionally speaking, uh, we're used to the silos way of working, uh, be, uh, yeah. uh, should I say pre-COVID, so to say. But now the agile structure gradually, or should I say, uh, not really gradually now, mm, it has thrown its weight, so to say, mm. on the... Mm. On, on, on that scene and you have agile structures so how yeah. do we how do we move from the traditional to yeah. the new normal so to say from silos to agile structures so again a brilliant point that you make and a great reflection uh so i think the um the nature of how disruptive the pandemic was to where we worked and how we worked has questioned a number of the orthodox structures that we in HR were actually quite um, culpable in creating. Boxes, hierarchies, divisions, as you say, they're silos. And and, and so everywhere you would go, people would talk about, um, you know, we need to find a way to do more cross-functional working because we work in these vacuums and it's not very efficient or effective. So I think it it has blown apart some of those barriers um, as potentially artificial and enforced by our own attitudes and behaviours. And those that are manufactured have now been somewhat eroded and moved away. And the agile approach has become exactly that. Now, what, what do I mean by agile? By agile, I mean responsive. I mean rapid, I mean inclusive, and I mean creative. Um, Yes, there is a methodology in technology where you have sprints 
and scrum masters and all those other things that you associate with agile but i think we've shown agility and use of agile in the way we've had to just bring people together from different parts of the business work out a, a solution to a problem um, forget almost what your badge is or your title and you are there as part of a team to solve a problem you will work together in a way that's collaborative it's quite equalized it isn't about hierarchical rank and preference and i i think we've shown that businesses can do that more rapidly with more invention and with more inclusion when we adopt that agile approach and, I, and so i i think that's here to stay wonderful now what, what how has uh, technology helped in all of this because you will agree with me uh the digitization came before the pandemic so to say and yeah. it created this would i say platform for yeah. uh midwife in the change if i must use that word so yeah. what's your take on it what what has it been like you know to- totally that so again you use such good terminology platform exactly the right phrase there is um uh, somebody for your guests and you to look up a practitioner uh, called simone cicero uh, based in italy who talks about businesses as a platform and, and businesses really are a platform that they might have physical assets like buildings and materials but really they operate as a platform because they bring together assets resources knowledge people intellect and so on and so i love the fact that you've used that um, analogy and so digital platforms are just simply a virtual representation of exactly what an organization is it's a platform to create a successful enterprise that serves people in in whatever way um so yes digital technology was already starting to automate process to access and connect people to raise expectations about when things could get done and how quickly and and as you'll probably know and, and listeners and followers will too um we were starting to see the advent of more smart technology more machine learning based automated uh, scripted routines which could replicate human capabilities in processing queries and retrieving information and so on. Yeah. so i think what um covid-19 uh, kind of proved is that that stability of infrastructure has kept the world going uh, you know we have been able to understand what's going on we've been able to work we've been able to live we've been able to shop we've been able to survive because we had that digital capability um so if anybody had any doubts about how significant digital technology would be in shape in the next 5 years I think we've just seen an enormous compressed exercise to prove that it, it is the only way that we digitize and we platform enable our build business um unfortunately those businesses who have suffered most are those that weren't platform and that weren't digitally enabled um so yeah it literally is a survival um, element not just a, a success criterion um so yeah so i think there's a, a challenge for hr people to understand the dynamic of work and digital capability from a different opportunity now what can humans do with technology and what can technology do of itself and we need to then think what work sits in what aspect automated and human um i think that's our next big challenge now you you just took me to the next uh, question because there's this fear that oh we have a lot of technology out there now and most of this processes that were being done manually in quote 
by humans will be overtaken by machines and the humans are be, I mean are becoming scared and if you've seen the movie Matrix we begin to have this neo syndrome kind of thing what do you have to say about that yeah i think with good uh, reason that there is some caution and maybe even some fear so um i think when we look at incidents where technology has failed in some way so um the recent deaths of two passengers in a automated uh, tesla vehicle um just kind of proves that sometimes uh those machines have a fallibility normally not obviously but sometimes they do um so so i think some of the fear and the caution that comes from people feeling displaced by technology now and that their work is threatened by robotization or automation when actually if that work is a good candidate for automation then the question is really why do you need a human being a sentient creative emotional human being to do repetitious work that can be programmed and algorithmically based and the reality of that is we will want to see people deployed to more of those variable complex human social emotional caring responsibilities where only human beings can bring that uniqueness of perspective so there are a number of theories that actually point to the fact that automation will 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 create some loss of jobs in the short term but out the other end of it will come actually a wave of new roles new jobs more fulfilling more cognitive more caring more human so i think it's not quite should we you know take the um uh robots take our jobs but actually humans find more fulfilling ways to work now that sounds idealistic but i can see and sense that that's what happens i'll give you a quick example actually um in the us military drones are now replacing normally manned air flights for reconnaissance missions now those drones are pilotless so you think there you go there's a job loss the pilot's gone you don't need to build the plane or build a drone but the drone has a team of remote pilots and a team of data analysts who work with the feed of live information from the drone so actually there are 16 new jobs created there data analysts who are looking at scanned images they're looking at uh, data on temperatures and, and so on um so actually new work is created uh, you know this is i think the the scenario that people aren't quite understanding because they really do get somewhat frozen by fear so i think automated technology will liberate us to do more high quality humans work created for upskilling from what you're saying now like you need to like upskill in your yeah. skill set you need to learn okay. Totally. So just as an example in the HR field, right? So at the moment you have HR administrators who receive information from employees and key it into a system. Uh, all all of that will be automated. But what happens to that HR administrator? Well, somewhere in the chain of reskill, they become the in-house organizational psychologist and counselor because workplace stress and the challenges of a world need somebody in the workplace who can instantly help with people's anxieties and, and and issues and stresses i think that's what we'll do we will see much more duty of care humanist principles from hr professionals as well as business savvy performance enhancing learning and so on uh, so we won't do administration anymore. 
We may not even do workplace disputes. They may be algorithmically adjudicated based on evidence, but we will do caring things for humans, enabling things for humans. And I think that's a, that's a dawning of a much more high value HR profession than the current one. Yeah, yeah. For what you just said now, it means, it means the HR professionals have a lot to deal with in terms of creating that robust program for developing new skill sets, upskilling, unlearning, relearning, and all yeah. that. Totally. Uh, so I think, you know, I've, I've talked about this for a number of years, actually, that the biggest skill we have is, is our ability to learn and learn and relearn. Um, so you're absolutely right. Again, your turn of phrase is brilliant. And I think there's no stronger representation than people in the people profession. Um, you know, we exist to create the circumstances for people to do their best work, and within that is how people learn. So I already see it. I already see roles advertised, which are customer service agent and bot program, so that somebody is dealing with complex queries and they're still receiving routine ones, and they can build their own bot so that they can deploy the bot to handle the queries that are simple, and then they deal with the overspill of the complex. I don't see that being passed over to a technology team to wait for two months to build a bot. We will do that in the normal flow of work. So people call them centaur roles, part digital, part human. Absolutely, we'll see lots more of those. Does that like the, the centaur, the centaur theory, yeah. half, half human yeah. and half... Uh, <laughs> exactly. In this case, half human, half machine. <laughs> half machine, script, more whatever. code. Yes, yeah. you know. Exactly. Some, I think two years ago, I did. Uh, I, I went for this programming course on uh, Python. What do we call it yeah, now? Yeah, nice. Yeah, Python. Yeah. 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 Python. Yes. So I sat out there as as they will call it uh, a newbie in that environment. But that was, I think, 2019 before the pandemic, you know, and I, I was just telling myself, three years down the line, this is what is going to come into play. You need to learn how to code. You know, you need to learn how to code in its simplest form. You need to learn this uh, and, you know, I, I mean, deploy it into your job function going forward. And I mean, just like what you just said now, it's coming to play. So it's not like you being uh you being taken out of the scheme no but rather you are being pushed forward to improve on your skill set in handling the the, the 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 new challenges of the future you got it it's exactly that and it is a almost like an augmentation isn't it because it's not just the acquisition of skills you are leveraging digital capability because you can do that so i think the superstars of the future are going to be people who are incredibly good at understanding human motivation and human need and also being able to code that and put things into a computer realm and bring the two together yeah uh, do, do you think the maslow hierarchy has changed as a result of this? Um, I think there are some, I would call them sort of fundamentals that we need. And, and you talked earlier about fear and anxiety uh, that creates uh, a certain tension in people. So I do think we have those 
deeply rooted behavioural elements that we can't control and we have to make choices about our reactions to things. So I think Maslow has a number of different strong um, factors within them. But I suppose if we go up the pyramid, I think there's this sense that you can reach self-actualization. But actually, I see this constant cycle in the middle where you are adapting and you almost will never reach self-actualization, but your achievements are attuned to the environment that you're in. So you're in this cycle of as long as you're safe, as long as you've got some factors of confidence in mind, this adapted um, perhaps third and fourth level of hierarchy of needs uh, ought to be almost like bigger ones because you'll spend more time there. You know, there's a waiting um, yeah. there. So yeah, so anchored by safety, uh, stimulated by um, the motivation factors that sit in that, but constantly retuning yourself, I think, is really what we'll do. Yeah. Wonderful. What's your prediction for the future? Say the next five years, based on what we are seeing playing out now in the industry. <laughs> That's a big question, man. Uh, I, I like to think that there is a sort of a moral outcome to both the pandemic and our realizations of how we work that brings more fairness to how people can experience work. And so by that, I mean new entrants into the workplace, so graduates and school leavers, um, and then also those people who have been displaced uh, by the pandemic who get the chance to reinvent. So I think so. I think the next five years will be almost um, directed to economic recovery, but also what I would call social recovery. I think we have been absent from human contact both strangers and friends and family for so long that we've got this almost emitting urge to reconnect with people. And part yeah. of how we do that is how we can help people reinvent their career paths and choices in, in employ. So I think for the next five years, you could say that HR professionals are pretty busy in these five years. It's all about preparing people for the next five. So I think that's what the five years uh, will, will do. And some of that's digital, some of that's human empathy, professional care services. Uh, and some of it, I think, is um, starting to address things like climate disaster, uh, humanitarian, agricultural, those things. I, th I think we are not sure on challenges, my friend. Therefore, I think in order to face into those, I think governments and businesses have got to invest in people's skills in order to architect that future so yeah i think the next five years will be reskilling people for the next five years rescaling people for the next five years i like that uh, before <laughs> i let you go do you have any project what, what are you working on Oh, what am I working on? Some very exciting things, uh, thank you. I've got uh, some organisation design work with uh, charities and a uh, tech organisation. I have some leadership work, um, uh, both in the voluntary sector and in government, um, and some really nice projects that are looking at creating that agility that you talked about earlier on, so people can be more efficient, more effective in public services, so that the I guess the press issue there is the challenges are more complex but the funding is lower <laughs> so how do they meet those two challenges they have to adapt how they work so yeah it's very rewarding to feel part of a big shift in how people approach their work so projects at the moment are very stimulating and challenging but, but really rewarding. very thank you for coming on the show guys we'll be talking with uh, Perry Teams a HR professional 
I mean, mind blowing, mind blowing oh, from this you. conversation. <laughs> I, I've come thank to. You. I mean, I've taken a lot away from this conversation. Like I said earlier, he did the forward to my book, book my HR notebook. Before I let him go, I would like him to say something about my HR notebook. Barry, what do you think? Yeah. My, 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 my so I was very happy to both uh, look over it and then uh, add the forward to it because I think what you've started to create there is um, two things. One is an interest in that profession for all the right reasons, the changes it can make to people's lives and the enhancement to business performance. I think you've done a brilliant job of, uh, of setting that case out. But I think what I liked about it more was that you were inviting people to think beyond that. You were inviting people to think about the future, the challenges and the things that we know are going to both present brilliant opportunities but also force us into that fearful state. What I really liked about the book is that you put HR's role in the midst of reducing the fear and accelerating the uh, grasp and uh, success in opportunities. Uh, so I liked how you positioned HR as part of a very complex but uh, worthwhile um, movement into a future uh, that I think we'd all like to see. So yeah, I think that's why that book is a, a really nice commentary on HR Now and HR Next. Thank you so much, HR Now and HR Next. Perry, thank you so much. I have to let you go now. Please don't thank say you. no when we call on you again for of another sit out like this to share and rub minds. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. Till we come your way again, this is the World Cafe Live Show with Amakri Isui. Bye for now. Thank you, Perry. Thank you, Amakri. Bye. Bye. some time it has been with you on the world cafe podcast today thank you for being there you can catch me up on my social media handles twitter facebook linkedin instagram all at amakri isoboye also you can get copies of my books a cocktail of words the color of words and my hr notebook on amazon and on roving heights online bookstores you can also subscribe to my youtube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.